Welcome, welcome, listeners, to Pontoid 44. This week we're going to be talking about Steven Spielberg's new game, uh, the Bible, and video games in terms of morality, and the, C- the, the Bioware guys bitching out over the Mass Effect controversy. But before we get into all that news discussion, we're back to the news format. I probably should have said that first, but here we are. We're back to the news format. Uh, games of the week. Who's been playing something interesting? Tiff? I've been playing nothing interesting. <laughs> Tiff's a huge bitch. So, Jim, been playing anything? <laughs> Yes. I'm a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it could have right. been a separate statement. I could have just chosen that moment to say it. it doesn't Whatever. make it any less true. Move along. Sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Okay. Um, yeah. I've been playing Lost Odyssey, and I'm a happy boy. It's good? <laughs> it's... Oh. 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 Sorry. <laughs> I just came. Moving on. Um... <laughs> It's it's great. It's it's a it's a JRPG, and it's not trying to pretend otherwise. It doesn't innovate or anything or any of that bollocks. It's just fucking great. Within an hour, I had tears in my eyes from the first like story that because it tells you these little stories in throughout the game, and just the first story had tears in my eyes. But then, like, 20 minutes Poor later, I'm, I'm... Go fuck yourself. You, you, will, you will do it. You'll, you'll have tears streaming down your face. You'll have to get a bucket so you don't make the carpet damp, and you'll just shake your fist and go, Jim was right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Jim was right, and I feel like a massive pussy right now, with wispy <laughs> hairs at the top and everything. <laughs> why, do you, why do you think so many of the preliminary viewers were, were bitching it out then? I haven't read their stuff, but Aaron was saying last week people are bitching at it. Because they, they're giant foreskins. That's why. <laughs> every every review up. and preview that I've read thus far complains about the game for being exactly what it is, which is a JRPG. The only... I, I played. Uh, I got my copy today. I played about thirty minutes of it. The only thing that I can see that you know, like if you expect a JRPG playing it, you're not going to mind the fact that it's a JRPG. The only thing that does suck is that, that they were right on it's the fact that the, the, the load times are fairly frequent, and getting into a battle does take a little while, and that kind of sucks. But, you know, fuck. It's not that big of a deal. Exactly. I mean, the problem is, is people have become so obsessed with this idea that everything must be innovative, and everything must have, oh my god, next-gen gameplay, whatever the fuck that is. And they're disappointed when a game sticks to a mold, but if the game does what it does well, why does it matter that it's been done elsewhere? That game has just... I mean, I've played it for about eight hours now, and it's been a fantastic eight hours, so why do I give a shit that it's the same archaic game type that I've been playing since the 80s? I don't care, because I'm having fun. And a lot of the people, a lot of people in the games media now are being very pretentious and very up their own arseholes and very well I've seen this before so it gets a six out of a million and they're just cunts (laughs) fair enough Uh, and Jam Sun is great 
Sorry. What was that? No, no, no. No, I, I just had. I, I just had, every time I mention Ostolosy, I just have to mention how great Jansen is. I don't know if you've seen him yet, Aaron. I haven't. Well, again, I'm only okay. like thirty minutes in. I'm going to play a little oh, bit okay. more after we wrap up tonight, and after I finish my Professor Layton review, and then yeah. Oh, well, basically, there's this character in it called Jansen who fills the stereotypical um, JRPG cliche of the self-styled womanizer who you know thinks he's a Casanova and always hilariously shows what a misogynistic prick he is. But I've never seen him done that well before, and. Whoever's voicing him, I don't know, he sounds familiar, but whoever's voicing him is fucking legendary, because it's so naturalistic, and you know how in most Japanese um, games, when they get the English voices, there's that long, between dialogue, there's always like a several second pause between everyone's lines, so it sounds like they're, they're literally just reading off cue cards in separate studios. It's not so in this. I mean, people talk over each other, the dialogue interweaves, and a lot of it is just this one guy, just this Jansen guy, he's just weaving everything together. And you can tell that they've put... Because his facial animations are more than anyone else's, and his lines are just so funny. I mean, that's the thing about this game. In the first hour, I both laughed and cried, you know, just at the beginning of the game, and I'm done. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be damned, that sounds impressive. But uh, Aaron? Uh, a couple of games. I um, uh, Well, okay, here's... I, I did play some Lost Odyssey, but Jim pretty much... I, I will say this, the 30-minute impression... Jim Jim wrote something really cool in a Community Blog today, and if anyone hasn't seen it, his his, his first Jim impressions of, uh, of uh, Lost Odyssey that I totally agree with, that opening cinematic in which, um, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's this big fuck-off battle between these two big fuck-off armies, and then this uh, the main character is just kind of right in the middle of it. He's cutting bitches up, and then seamlessly, he's, I mean, he's surrounded by all these battles, and then seamlessly it moves, pow, right into the fucking, like, into a, into a, and a battleman, he just pops up, and you're there. And, uh, and Jim, you mentioned that that's, like, one of the most, that, that was one of the most, uh, like, that had such an impact on you, and I agree that that yeah. was, like, that was so cool, because it was, like, at the moment where I was finally really getting into the CG, I was like, wow, this is fucking awesome. Lord of the Rings times 10, whatever, you know, what the fuck, yes. And it just throws you right into it. I'm like, yeah, let's kick some ass. And it was, which is, which is weird in a JRPG, you know? Mm. The absence of that transition screen, which of course does come up later in the game with just random encounters, you know, obviously. But that thing was just great. The presentation is top-notch, so that's fun. Um, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. But um, as I mentioned just a second ago, I'm, uh, I'm putting up my Professor Layton uh, and the Curious Village review tonight. Um, it is probably one of the best, okay, it's definitely one of the best DS games available right now. It's also one of the best games I've played, period, just because it, it strokes so many cocks on so many different levels. Like, it, it, it strokes my, my adventure-loving cock, my, my point-and-click adventure game-loving cock, and as well as my, this, this weird, recessed, you know, like, I don't know what it is with me in logic puzzles, because I suck balls at them, like, horribly, but... I keep coming back to them, and I really like them. Um, it's it's just such a great game, and it's presented so well. It looks like if you guys have ever seen the Triplets of Belleville, um, which is a, a an animated French film that is is grotesque and beautiful and amazing. Um, it looks like that, and that's that's uh, level five. The developer who is quickly becoming I, I've seen them referred this way several times, but it's totally true. Quickly becoming the new Square Enix, in that they're delivering consistent, incredible experiences. Um, uh, they they totally knocked this one out of the park. It's just it's wonderful, and I can totally get 
past the fact that a lot of these puzzles are shoehorned in because there's just so fucking many of them. Um, today was the first Penny Arcade in years that I actually laughed out loud at because um, <laughs> they. Uh, if anyone hasn't seen it, it's basically it's based on Professor Layton and and uh, and uh, and uh, Tycho speaks to a, a bridge keeper and asks him if he could lower the bridge and the, uh, the bridge keeper says I have twelve Mitch stick, which is totally fucking what the game is. It's like. <laughs> I mean, there's a murder, and it's like you're talking to the guy who was there when the person was murdered or something, and he's like, yeah, this is really troubling, but hey, do I got a motherfucking puzzle for you, bro? And then you have to, like, and then you have to, you know, like, figure out, you know, how how old two people are if one of them is, if you take two years away, is twice as old as the other or whatever the fuck. You know, like, so it's, um, but the thing is, you can, it's totally excusable based on the fact that, you know, it packs so much content in. And there is no logical way, haha, logic, there's no logical way to dress up these puzzles in such a way that they'd make sense in the context of the game. So the the only solution then is to say, okay, well, there's this Professor Layton guy, and he's in this village that has this total boner for puzzles. And even in the midst of a fucking murder and all this mystery and all this crazy shit going on, they can't let go of it. <laughs> and every person <laughs> you talk to is like, is like, hey, yeah, you're working on that murder. That's swell. Um, I have these balls, right? And they're in this like thing. And I need you to move some of them, but not all of them, and get the red one out. Can you do that? Well, I'm working on a murder. No, no, no. Do it now. Or I'm not letting you through this door. <laughs> it's like you New Jack Batty, but smack is replaced in, with puzzles. You go in there and play with balls and... It strokes your cock. It sounds more like Professor Gayton and the Bi-Curious Village. I was waiting for a few minutes. Whackity schmackity do. I've actually been sitting here for five minutes. So excited, sat here twisting my nipples in glee. That's well done, sir. Very well done. But yeah, it's um. Yeah, if anyone's on the fence about it, don't. It's fucking awesome. Buy it. It's great. Support this game. Make sure we get more of them. If they make... Like, I'm so tired of Phoenix Wright right now, and I know I'm going to be crucified for saying that, but I'm so fucking tired of it. But if they make a Phoenix Wright-scale series out of this game, I'll never get bored of it. And the downloadable, the weekly downloadable puzzles thing is just awesome. It's a great game, so everyone needs to buy it. My review's going up tonight, and it's going to be a total masturbatory, just, you know, ridiculous love fest. I'm just going to be like, that's game, great, 10, you know. Were you wearing the hat the entire time you were playing it? No, but I did wear that hat. I may mention this to you. I wore that hat to a Scientology protest this last weekend. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, okay, I, I, I had to cover my face. I used a handkerchief. Um, everyone else had Guy Fox masks. Uh, we were at the uh, – there was a Scientology chapter here in Bellingham, and we went to protest it on Sunday along with everyone else. And uh, there were like 20 of us there. And um, everyone else had Guy Fox masks, but I'm a cheap bastard who doesn't want to shell out six uh, six bucks for you know a piece of you know plastic. So I uh, I put on the Professor Layton hat and <laughs> had a handkerchief around my mouth because I have very distinctive hair. If they saw if I covered the face, but they saw the hair, you know, they'd probably say fat guy blonde. You know, they'd figure me. They pick me out of a crowd. You know, and they won't they won't pick you with the enormous top hat that you're now referencing <laughs> yeah. on a pod but, on a podcast. Exactly, yeah. but the, the but the cool thing is so yeah exactly um they, they'll figure it out I'm screwed they did photograph us so I, I consider that free press for Nintendo because uh, because when when Scientology's reviewing their photographic evidence of the people who protested on uh, last Sunday they're gonna be like what's this Professor Layton bullshit all about and you know maybe that'll be like the root cause for you know like changing their religion it's like maybe we shouldn't rip people off maybe we should just instead of offering religious enlightenment through you know like expensive classes and 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 bullwankery and Xenu and so forth. We should just make people do logic puzzles and uh, and you know stroke balls and such. It'll be great. 
So it's the it's a revolution, choice. baby. It's starting right here. Fair enough. Um, this week I've been playing nothing new. I, I I finished Wick and the Fable of Souls finally, and that was awesome. And I just got uh, Metroid Prime Three Corruption from Guzex. And I now all of a sudden I fucking like Metroid. I hated Metroid before because I can't fucking stand backtracking. But for some reason the um it does that. For, I mean this is all old news, and I apologize for bringing it up, but I'm just excited because I, you know the the fucking first person configuration and the aiming is done so fucking well. I mean it's just unheard of how how well the the turning works and everything and the grappling hook and shit like that. And wait when you it, when you say you don't like Metroid, did, did you not like the 3D Metroid or did you just not like? Metroid I, I didn't at like all? I didn't like any of the Metroids because I just can't oh. stand. I mean, I know it's I know it's completely ridiculous to say that. It's, I'm, I sound like a heretic, but it's just something I can't stand the idea of backtracking, like huh. for potentially philosophical reasons. I don't know, uh, but yeah, I just the idea of, of of how effective the all the Wiimote controls are in that game is, has sort of made me fall in love with the the game now. That and it's a lot more action oriented than the other ones seem to be, but I don't know. Fuck that. Anyway, moving on. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Steven Spielberg's. Uh, and I say that in quotations because obviously we don't know how much involvement he really has. But Steven Spielberg partnering with EA to make a video game. We've been hearing about this for years, and now we finally know, or as of last week, we finally know what it's going to be. It's, going to, it's called Boom Blocks with an X, so you know it's extreme. And extreme. it's it seems to be like action. <laughs> we drink Mountain Dew, game fuel. <laughs> But it seems it seems to be like action Jenga with bombs and stuff, and it's 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 obviously a lot more. I think I hate. <laughs> Why didn't they just call it action Jenga with bombs? I, That's a I great fucking name. They should have hired me for their marketing department. But <laughs> it's I mean it's obviously a lot more kitty, and I hate to use that word than than most people expect. Most people are expecting some sort of Wii, Close Encounters of the Third Kind or Indiana Jones or something, and we and instead we get Bloom Box blocks. And my question to you guys is. Uh, are you more excited for this game or less excited or does Steven Spielberg having anything to do with it affect you at all? Or wh- what do you feel about this, Aaron? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, do you remember when uh, it was announced that, um, uh, who, big guy, Explosions, uh, Jerry producer. Bruckheimer. Jerry, when Jerry Bruckheimer was Osama announced. Osama Bin Laden. Be, uh, yeah, that guy too. <laughs> when, when Osama Bin Laden's game studio started. No, no, when, when Jerry Bruckheimer's game studio started, I remember everyone was complaining about the fact that it's like, oh, well, we don't need any more fucking, you know, uh, you know, we don't need any more destruction. We don't, you know, like oh, more shit blowing up, haha. Nick Cage falling out of a, you know, blimp, whatever. You know, like, and everyone was kind of like, let's let's hope he tries to do something that's actually new. Um, but I, you know, I hear people bitching about this game, and I don't think that the same thing, uh, the, the 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 same concession hasn't been afforded to Steven Spielberg. I mean, this is a game that, yeah, it it certainly looks different you know like you said it's 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 very stylized it's it's a little wacky and it's certainly not what we expected from steven spielberg but it's like you know fuck it if that's the game he wanted to make you know that's certainly something you can't do in film um you know i i I can't wait to play it because i'm curious to see how it turns out but you know fuck it if that's what he wants to do you know more power to him i mean I, i as much as i'd love um you know E.T. on the Wii, or, or or better yet, you know, like Schindler's List Wii, or something like that. You know, that'd be that'd be fun and all, but you know, where where all you do is just you just cry and cradle your Wiimote, you know. Um, it's <laughs> well, that's that's what I do when I watch the film, you know, with my Wiimote. So you know, it's you click which on I do regularly. In the but you know, it's it's yeah, exactly. But like you know, fuck it. If that's what he wants to do, more power to him, right? Well, I think that I I actually think that well. You know, I'm not actually really surprised at 
the fact that this game was kind of, I mean, it was, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it makes a lot of sense to me um, because of the way Steven Spielberg approaches film. I mean, he makes film, uh, he makes movies that are entertaining. They're, you know, well accepted by the mass audience. They're, they're pleasing. They, you know, they kind of touch on basic themes, but they're not like spectacular films by any mean, you know? And I think that he approached video games in the exact same way. Like, choose a system that's getting the most attention, that is the most popular right now, that is that many people are buying of all different ages of a mass audience, come up with a game that everyone can play and sell a lot of copies of it. And I think that's exactly what he's targeting with this game. So, How, how do you think this um, ties into a discussion we had, and I apologize because I can't remember when it was or who was actually on, but we were talking about how film directors who want to get into games will often be in for a rude awakening because you can't do everything in, in a game that you can do in film where you know you only have so much uh, processing power and so on and you have to compromise down. And that's the sort of thing that, that Peter Jackson may have had to learn or that other filmmakers would have had to learn. Do you think that Steven Spielberg just sort of narrowing his vision to Jenga, or action Jenga with bombs is is showing that he he's he's more willing to to work within the the realm of of video gaming or that he understands the mechanics better. I think he's probably a smart guy, and so I think he, I mean I wouldn't be surprised if he looked at the other you know games that had been directed or like worked on with direct, uh, film directors and seen how they turned out and how how that sort of translation worked out. And you know I I don't know if there's a some sort of epic story underlining you know explosive Jenga with bombs, but um, it does you know it looks like a, a game that you play for you know the essence of play as opposed to some epic storyline or whatnot. Uh, and so I think that he probably he probably approached it by means of figuring out what the best game that he could think of would be, not from a film perspective. Jim, what do you think? I like to think that this is what Steven Spielberg's always wanted to do, and everything else, Close Encounters, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, Schindler's List, all of it was just leading up to action jingle with bombs. <laughs> and even when he was directing like Schindler's List, he was just thinking, man, this brings me one step closer to boom blocks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's all I have to say about it, really, because, I don't know, it's... Are you at all looking yeah, I mean, forward to it, knowing the guy, or is it does it make no difference to you that he's involved? It makes absolutely no difference. I mean, I, I've known him. He was, he's been talking about doing this for years, hasn't he? Yeah, doing video game, and yeah, every time I heard about it, I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. But I don't know. I'm not that interested in Hollywood and movies and all that stuff. Um, so it's never really excited me one way or the other I've certainly got no problem with it and if he makes a fun game it's you know it makes a fun game but that's all that matters to me at the end is if it's fun then I'll play it and if it's not then I won't play it well actually I might play it and then I have a bad time (laughs) I can dig it all right well unless anybody has anything else to say on that subject we're gonna move on on to our next one what do Uh, you think Anthony I I think Jenga is the greatest game that's ever been conceived by a human being. So if anybody <laughs> wants to make action Jenga with bombs, I will buy it immediately. So 
You know, Anthony, they do have a they do have a Jenga for the Wii. Yeah, I know, but that's just regular <laughs> shitty Jenga with shitty Wii controls. If I if it has to be shitty Wii controls and shitty Jenga, I would rather there at least be explosives of some kind involved. Maybe that's it's just true. my brown skin, just hereditarily doing the talking and wanting to see explosions and things collapse. But that's see, just... and, and here I was thinking we were like ten minutes in without a single you know affront to one race or another. We're doing pretty good. I, I was really disappointed that that you know uh, I'll forget it. <laughs> Jim did mention Osama, so I, I was I, I felt like that. that broke that's the, true. The that's racism true, yeah. cherry for this episode. And I mean, when we were talking about Jenga with bombs, I was going to make a nine eleven crack, but Brad's not around, so I mean, you. I thought I'd leave. Oh yeah, because oh, he's not, is he? <laughs> yeah, responsible for the most awkward moment on Podtoid ever. <laughs> but uh, uh, moving right along done. to our next topic, uh, Jesus versus Nintendo. Uh, the, basically. <laughs> Uh, Bruce Everest, an industry veteran in the video game industry, obviously, uh, posted posted something that stated that the Bible might actually, in terms of sheer amount of violence and inferred sexuality and stuff like that, might be more harmful to America's youth than video games. And he's quoting here, he says, The King James Version has harlot in it 48 times, sodomite 5 times, fornicator 5 times, smite 133 times, kill 208 times, and maim 7 times. This is shocking, and you have to wonder what any why any right-minded parent is doing Okay, what any right-minded parent is doing exposing their children to this stuff. Now, does he have a point? This is going to obviously open up to a big, really angry, atheistic rant, and that's what I wanted to do, but does he have a point? Jim? Right. I wrote the story on him saying this on Destructoid, and somehow along the line, Mr. Everest's quote has now been entirely attributed to me. Because I... <laughs> You know, in a classic case of shooting the messenger, apparently now everything Bruce Everest said, I have said. And I've had comments in that story saying, why did you bring up the Bible, Jim? And I was like, what? <laughs> no. I didn't. I just said it, he had a good point. I, I never brought up the Bible. But, yeah, apparently it's my fault. <laughs> so. You're dying for his sins. Sorry. Exactly. Well, the well, good I mean, news I've, is you got 141 comments. That's pretty neat. So, yay. Well, the amount of times I've been crucified for having an opinion, I do feel somewhat like the Messiah. That, <laughs> and, that and our names begin with the same letter, so the signs are there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just... You say... I, it, he, he's not even saying anything that bad about the Bible. He's not criticizing it per se he's just saying there's some shocking stuff in it and it shouldn't be shown to kids but of course straight away it's fucking oh you smug atheist let jesus in you and all this shit i let a man called jesus in me once he's not seeing parole for 20 years and the christians are probably still angry at you about it too oh yeah they're they're, they're so mad at me because i brought up the bible i'm sorry all i said was I'd like to see what Fox's reaction would be to someone trying to pass a Bible law through Congress instead of a video game law. I have a feeling that people like Jack Thompson and that would be the first cunts to talk about free speech and freedom of expression and how their fucking bollocks is being chafed. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that's the, that's what the guy was trying to get across by bringing that up. I mean, like, no one in their right mind, I've seen people arguing about this over the last couple of days and, you know, on forums and such, no one in their right mind is going to look at it, well, okay, lots of people have, but I didn't. Um, 
look at a quote like this and think that this guy is actually saying, don't let your kids read the Bible. Let them play Manhunt 2. That's not the point. The point is that, you know, as as Jim, as you brought up, that, that you know, it's it's a matter of, you know, like, it, it, what you, if we're going to, like, try to protect our children, you know, from this and that and whatever, it's, you know, there is there's also some pretty heinous shit elsewhere. I mean, in, in not just the Bible, but books in general and, and, and film and even television. And, and if you're going to parent, you know, parent around the, you know, parent all the time. Don't just, don't just, you know, eye your kids suspiciously when you take them to EB games, you know, just actually actively parent. But um, I think that, <clears throat> I, I don't know, I, I would imagine that any right-minded parent would probably have the same sort of, like, yeah, I mean, if you're going to read the Bible to your kids, you know, there's a rosier part to read. And, and, and you know, and ostensibly the, 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 the better message of the Bible is pretty much the second half, whereas the first half is everything like, okay, if you blink, so much as blink as a per, at a person who is, you know, your your uh, social and moral superior, you'll be stoned to death and raped. And, uh, you know, it's everyone, God hates everyone and everyone gets killed. And every every couple of days, you know, he just kind of, punches someone in the cunt and it sucks and and you know so i don't think that uh, similarly i don't think that there are any i don't know then again a lot of people are out of their minds so who knows but it's i don't know i think the whole debate is kind of dumb i not that i don't not uh, you know because again jim you didn't bring it up this guy did and all you're doing is you know kind of bringing it to bring it to the attention of the readers but i'm just like agreeing with it yeah exactly i mean look all i'll say is all i will say is Right? They talk about video games glorifying violence. Here we've got a man who drowns everyone because he didn't like things. And I will point out that the whole Noah story, um, God pretty much proves his own fallibility, first by saying he fucked up by creating the human race, and secondly at the end of it by saying, oh, I made a mistake, ne'er again shall I smite another man. Oh, but he's a liar about that, because later on some people are fucking each other in the arse, and he says, stop that, you cunts, and sorts them out as well. So no, but, it's not but, only... <laughs> But but isn't but a liar as well. But I know I know no. But 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 isn't focusing on the religious end of things kind of aren't we losing aren't we losing sight of like what's really kind of on topic here, which is essentially that that it's really dumb to you know get so uptight about you know uh, like in uh, uh, keeping children away from one media when another one is readily accessible. Like regardless of what the Bible includes, I mean I, I think that's where people are getting tripped up is that it becomes a religious debate. And whether or not the material in the Bible is appropriate for kids, as opposed to just stating in plain fact, it's like, well, you let them read the Bible. Why is that okay when uh, it's not okay for them to play an E-rated game that happens to include, you know, like some comic violence or some shit? I think it's perfectly oh, reasonable to take that to take that course of actions and argue against the Bible versus video games, rather than just making it about. Uh, parental supervision because it seems like the people who are railing against video games most often tend to be bible thumpers i but they, but Jack- they rail against everything that's the thing true like, but i mean if anybody's gonna to to jump back at them it should be like. we should do it yeah well, true but i mean we and have to jump back it up in our own terms it's, like. it's 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 perfectly fine to bitch at them in their own terms, I think, because I remember when Jack Thompson was on Nightline or a line thing, he <laughs> was playing 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 a video game. He's playing showing a Grand Theft Auto San Andreas to the reporter who was interviewing him, who he was still under the impression was on his side, and the guy wasn't. The guy was a badass. 
And he says something along the lines of, you know, I consider myself to be sort of like David in the David and Goliath story when I'm trying to take down these video game companies. I'm doing what's right because I have God's law on my side. And the reporter says, well, you know how that story ends, don't you? And Jack Thomas goes, what? And he goes, he knocks down Goliath and then decapitates him. Would you want your kid playing a David and Goliath game? And Jack Thomas kind of goes, uh, 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 and then sort of dodges the question. And I, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to, to look at people like like Jack Thompson, to a lesser extent Hillary Clinton, who claim to be very, very spiritual people and say that that's where they get the morality from. And to point out in the Bible that, no, you don't. You, I mean, you're, you're reading this book that says horrible, horrible things, sell your daughter to slavery, be stoned to death, you plant two different crops side by side, all that stuff. And it doesn't turn you into this mad killer like you're saying video games will. I mean, it's, I think that's, that's a completely legitimate thing to throw back at somebody like Jack Thompson. I, I absolutely agree that it makes it makes perfect sense to do so, but I think that in terms of in terms of succeeding in the debate, I think that it's just I mean these people obviously I mean a lot of these people obviously don't you know I'm not, I don't I'm not speaking about religious people I'm speaking about people that speak out against gaming the Jack Thompsons and Hillary Clintons and the like um, they they obviously don't really play by the rules and they pull out a lot of bullshit and they speak on things that they don't know so I mean uh, I, I would assume that the first thing that would happen if you started bringing that up as as reason for you know. Like like trying to you know kick over their snowman is like well they're just going to say oh well you have something against Christians kind of like what came up in the comments in the in the story that we posted or the Jim posted rather you know that's so I mean like it just seems to be like digging us a deeper hole it's like not only are we trying to sell you know fucking baby raping games to kids we're also saying that Jesus was a pussy and and should be you know hit with bricks and such I mean it just kind of it it, it almost seems uh, counteractive to the goal because it seems to give them more ammo it's like on top of the fact that we're you know, doing all that, we're also anti-religious. Yeah. So I, you think? I pers- go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I personally don't think that this, uh, the quote or the coverage of how many times a word, like the word "kill," is in the Bible, has any relevance to video games, like at all. I don't think there's any comparison. Um, I think that they're complete, two completely different mediums, and like I understand what they're trying to point out, but I don't think that 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 this citation is the best way to do it and i think that it's only igniting sort of like the the tension and those kind of arguments that develop into uh you know about jesus or whether jesus exists or whether he's important or not i you know i just i don't know this this quote did nothing for me it didn't make me think differently about what the bible is about and it didn't make me think differently about like how that compares to games if that makes any sense well my point is um Religious stuff aside, which I'm only doing now just to piss off the people that thought that's what it was about in the first place, just giving them what they want, cunts. Um, But I think that the point is, these people that want a video game law would be the first people to cry unconstitutional and freedom of expression if you Mm -hmm. tried to pass a Bible law. I think that's, that's the heart of the matter right there, is just the underlying hypocrisy. Agreed. And if you focus on the legality of it as opposed to the content of the Bible right. and your disagreement of that con- uh, with that content, like if you focus on the legality and saying that it's more about the first men as opposed to the content, um, li- like you know, I think that's I think that should be the goal. It shouldn't be about right. debating someone on on the legitimacy of their religion or or or, or rather the um uh, the the appropriateness of that religion um in the hands of a of a of a child or something like that. I, I think that should oh, be avoided yeah. entirely and more focused on the fact that hey. You know, if you have the right to show your kids this shit that has all this shit in it, you know, I should have the right to pay for, you know, a game as an adult that I want to play as opposed to having to deal with all this bullshit that you're trying to put in my way. 
or, or, or regulating development or, you know, like any other medium in this in this world enjoys, um, it, you know, in this country. It's like if you can if you can write a book and do whatever you want or make a movie and do whatever you want and that's protected, then fuck it. We should be able to, you know, the nature of the medium shouldn't change it. So. Right. And like speaking to the Bible anyways, like if those are words that are shocking and whatever, I mean, I think, you know, just to approach it from a certain perspective, like there's reasons why parents read like the Bible to the kids. I mean, children will not pick up the Bible and start reading it unless they're like forced to in one way or another, right? <laughs> I, I did. mean, I did as a child. I read how old were you? How old were you? Um, I must have been about six or seven. What? You're a pretty read, fucked up I read, kid. I read That's the majority nuts. of the Old Testament. That's um, nice. I remember yeah. looking at it and just being totally like blown away and like, ah, fuck this. I'm going to go play video games or something like that. <laughs> I barely, oh, no, I read most of it. And then then I was I was rereading it recently because I was trying to rewrite the entire Bible. Um, <laughs> I've actually I've got it saved in WordPad, like up to um, up to the end of the Noah story where the Ark was boarded by pirates and most of the crew was slaughtered. Um but yeah, I was rereading the Bible. It's an interesting book, um, if you're a smug atheist. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. But I just, I just think that, I mean, let's say, you know, let's say if violent Bible is equal to violent video game. In both situations, like, you know, a parent, like, reads through it or, like, parent would assist through, like, video games and make the smart choices about those kind of things. I think that's fine, but I don't know. One thing is a parent could you know, work with a child on video games, but they're lazy. So right. I mean, saying, you know, saying a parent can read certain parts of the Bible to children is, you could say the same thing about video games, you know, they can exactly. only let them play boogie, but they don't. Well, and, my, and my also, parents did, but, you know, maybe I'm unique. So. I mean, also, I think the nobody goes to video games with the intent of learning about how you're supposed to act. People do do that with the Bible, and that yeah. can lead to some very horrible, horrible right. uh, lifestyle decisions. Yeah. yeah. Again, I pointed that out. You know, video video games do not ask you to live by their word. You know, it, well, if if they did, we'd live in a strange society with p- people headbutting bricks. But <laughs> otherwise, it's you know the the video the the Bible. A lot of people take that as their law of life, right. and video games never do that. Video games don't pretend to be anything more than harmless entertainment, which I believe. And I, you know, a separate issue is that I don't even think that violent, so-called violent video games are harmful to children. We we all played them. We you know we we can't pretend we didn't. You know, I played Resident Evil, I played Grand Theft Auto as a child, and had a great time. And at the end of the day, I switched off the PlayStation and didn't murder somebody. So, there you go. There we go. That leads into our, our next, well, I guess it sort of leads into, I just like to say that leads into just to provide a bridge. But our next discussion topic is uh, Bioware completely fucking bitching out when it came to Fox News, calling them out on things in their game that didn't really exist. Ray, uh, Ingai Kroll, if that's how you pronounce his name. Is that mm-hmm. how you pronounce his name? More or less. Um, <laughs> he, he interviewed one of the co-founders of Bioware, Ray Mazuika. Z- I don't even give a shit how you pronounce his last name. He's a pussy. Uh, Ray Mazuika, Mazika. And wanted to know, essentially, why Bioware didn't cowboy the fuck up and talk to Fox News when they should have when it started. And Ray initially said that 
he says that A, they sort of said this one thing to New York Times and made a little statement, and B, that they, quote, wanted to first let the community respond to the erroneous statements. And do you think that this sort of attitude, this let our let our fans fight for us, just choose our battles, is at all helpful to legitimizing gaming? <clears throat> uh, Tiff? Uh, I think that's ultimately like the probably one of the worst decisions uh, that you could make. Um, I mean, obviously the community is passionate and yes, like community response, uh, you know, sh- displays sort of, uh, I mean, it's speaking from the people who actually play the game themselves, which is, you know, a large problem on the other end where like they didn't play the game. So they didn't really understand what was going on. Um, but the people who make the game should be, should take responsibility for what they've created and, you know, can speak better than anyone else about like uh, authorship and what the intention was anyway. So I don't know. I think it was a very ill-conceived to think that the community should take care of their problems. Um, Not to mention like community can often be like a uncontrollable mass of people with all sorts of crazy ideas. And, you know, I mean, just look at certain communities like destroying her uh, Amazon.com book uh, rating, like that was nine hundred people giving it zero stars. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. That was brilliant. <laughs> and actually, actually, it ties in with Bioware. In that, at least the gamers did something, rather than Bioware and the other gamers who just took the moral high ground and decided to be sensible, whatever that means. And it doesn't work. You want to look at somebody who took the moral high ground and tried to be sensible and tried to be, you know, quiet and and and, and try to show an intelligent, mature gamer. Yeah, his name was Jeff Keeley. He was given less than 30 seconds on air and roundly shouted down by the reactionary bitch with the bigger voice. And that's what we need. We need our own reactionary bitch with a big voice. I'm... I'm sorry that people, you know, think that taking some higher ground stance works. It doesn't. It hasn't worked in, you know, the 20-odd years since Mortal Kombat came out. It was less than 20 years, but who gives a shit? And it, you know, we need, dare I say it, an anti-Jack Thompson. Yeah. And Bioware, Bioware being all smarmy and smug and saying, oh, well... We didn't, you know, there are, what was it, something like saying there are better better ways of doing things. Show me a better way of doing it. Was your better way to just sit there and be quiet and let gamers do the work and defend your work for you? And, I don't know, as I said in the post, there's all this talk about us respecting the games industry and and the mainstream media respecting the games industry. Let the res- industry respect itself first. At the end of uh, End Guy's article, they had that ridiculous moment where he excuses what they were doing by saying, by pointing out what they didn't, by acting like he did what he didn't do. He says something like, I'm trying to defend the medium by shouting as loudly and frequently as I can that games are art. It's like, you didn't do that. You said to one guy and then you let Jeff Keighley do your fighting for you. Exactly. I, you were going to say something, Aaron? Oh, well, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, I agree a lot with a lot of what's said. However, I, I kind of... I don't necessarily think that the anti-Jack Thompson is the best idea because, see, it's it's kind of a problem. It's like what I mentioned earlier, is that these the people that, that want to bring games down 
they have an agenda and they're not going to play by the rules. Um, so similarly, you're right. I mean, there there has to be a change in how we handle this. And I agree also that that uh, you know passing the buck on to the community to do the work for uh, for them was probably a dumb idea. <clears throat> However, I I kind of get a sense that you know no, uh, it doesn't matter how many press releases or you know or statements Bioware or EA or whoever would have released because at the end of the day these people didn't even take the fucking time to play the game they didn't take the time to even bother playing the game they had a sensationalist headline they had they had material they could go off on they had something that would get ratings and they ran with it it didn't matter what the facts were or what the available information was and i don't see how you know a statement by ea would have made a difference perhaps a representative or a creator of the game going on would have been something but they the had, thing I'll is, tell you what they had. They had enough for EA to sue them. I reckon they should have taken it. And didn't Fox um, keep saying that they they invited somebody from from Bioware EA to come on or something like that, and they just hadn't heard back from them or something like that? They had to, yeah, They invited EA onto it, and I think EA just said, "Why would we?" Or something. You know, they it, what they said was essentially, you know, why would we take that offer? Okay, okay. It's uh, well, literally I, I will... an invitation to a trap. Yeah, well, that, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, yeah, that, you know, think of this from a corporate perspective. I mean, we uh, can imagine, you know, like, and I'm not defending them for what they did. I'm just saying I, I try to put myself in their position and imagine why wouldn't they want to do that. And the, the only thing I can imagine is because, you know, the product does speak for itself. Everyone who has played the fucking game knows how innocuous that is. And they know how, like, not... It, it, they, they know that it's exactly the opposite of what Fox purported it to be. So, um, but, but, you know, and, and they also know that the people that are really going to take that to heart aren't going to be, it's there, it's, it wasn't going to hurt their bottom line. So why risk getting dragged into an, into an argument, which they could, you know, pull further bad press out of EA, misquote them and, uh, you, you know, take, take information out of context, take quotes out of context. And, and, uh, I mean, it, it was an opportunity to create, uh, you know, a worse public image <clears throat> than Fox had already created by kicking all this shit up. Uh, from a corporate perspective, I can imagine that it made good sense for them not to participate. And given that that you know the the community response had already been so fervent, so angry, it's like they kind of figured, well, shit, they're going to do the work for us. It's okay. Um, I wish there was a better way to do it. What that is, I don't know because at there the are end ways of the day, that it could have been done. I mean, EA. First off, I think EA is within its rights to have sued the pants off Fox. If only just to set an example of what happens when you run your fucking mouth. They could have taken the story to a rival network. There are things you could do. I mean, they definitely fucking should have no. reacted differently, you know? Like, well, I'm I mean, sorry. Yeah, I mean, if, I was just saying, you know, you could go to any rival network, say, hey, look, we have concrete proof of Fox lying through its teeth. Just sit down, play this game for half an hour, and we'll show you. And I reckon, you know. Any one, any one of those networks would have snapped it up. Yes, there are things you can do rather than just sitting there trying to look pierce. I mean, and I will say, of Bioware. Oh, sorry, I keep talking. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say. I mean, EA did that letter, and that was more than most people would do. And that all I'll say is, when Electronic Arts is setting an example to the industry, then. The industry is doing something wrong. <laughs> we're in fucking with all due trouble. Respect, with all due respect to EA, because I do have respect for elements of it, but, you know, when that's the one leading the charge and showing you how it's done, you know. Tiff, what were you going to say? 
I was just going to say, um, you know, I I do agree with you, Aaron, when you said that I don't think that uh, the video game industry needs a Jack Thompson equivalent because I don't think that would be helpful by any means. I mean, if you can imagine the other end of the story, like if people who didn't understand video games saw um, some some individual who spoke up for video games, but in, in a non-rational way, it wouldn't help anyone. Mm-hmm. But I think, I do think that, um, you know, it, it, a solution they, needs to be, yeah, something they need needs to, have to some be balls. done. The industry needs to have some balls and stand up right. for themselves. Otherwise, otherwise they're not going to go anywhere. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why EA decided to say something about it because they're like, well, fuck. Sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, so but I think you that, will about uh, over bowl, but when someone says his movie is shit, he'll, fires right back at them. Often he, well, I mean, he punched a few of them in the face. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So, but, I mean, you know, okay. He, oh, hold on. Well, I, I will say this. I will say this. I mean, there are, like, you know, for example, the, the ESRBs, you know, recently announced an initiative to start, you know, contributing campaign uh, contributions to, um, you know, politicians that promised to, to help, you know, fight on the side of the First Amendment when it comes to games and that kind of thing. I mean, there there's movement. In this particular case, there wasn't as much movement as I'd like. But what worries me, and this is another opportunity for me to bring up the fact that I think Scientologists are a bunch of fucking douchebags. If you look at, like, okay, here's an example. Um, uh, John Sweeney, a uh, 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 reporter for the BBC, did a, a story on Scientology for Panorama. And if you guys have a chance to watch it, it's great. It's fucking awesome. He loses it um, in the middle of one of those, uh, you know, psychology, uh, psychiatry, you know, an industry of death exhibits um, that the, the Scientology put on and just starts screaming at this guy who was screaming at him. Like, this guy, yeah. uh, one of these representatives of Scientology was just was just laying into him and just and spouting all this bullshit and rhetoric and, and lies and saying, and he wouldn't let him get a single word out. And and all John Sweeney could do, I mean, he hit his, he hit his breaking point, he snapped and he started screaming back. And and despite the fact that everyone knows that that guy who was egging him on is a total fucking douchebag, it does make a guy like John Sweeney, who up until that point was a very measured, you know, uh, a, a reasonable guy, look bad. And that's exactly what I don't want. I don't want to get engaged in a screaming fight with any of these people because I, I don't want to it's, – it's cliche to say, well, it brings us down to their level. But it, it reduces – it. once we make that step, it's like we can't – we can't take that high ground anymore, as, as stupid as that sounds. And I know it does, especially in the context of this particular happening. But, like, I don't want the Jack Thompson uh, on the side of good because I don't think that's how we should do it. I think there's – I don't know what the solution is, but I, I, I would hate to think that we would we would just dash all our credibility if we did do that. Because it's like people expect that shit from Fox News. They expect that shit from Jack Thompson. There's, there's a there's – a, 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 a carefully regimented sect of fucking crazy in this country, and people know what to expect from those people. But if we start our, ourselves behaving as they do, you know, we get measured in with that, you know, group of people, and we don't want that. We want to make sure we retain some amount of dignity when we engage in this in, in this debate. It's like nobody ever wins when you go on Bill O'Reilly. You have you either have to yell to be heard, and you look like an asshole, or you just stay quiet and he shouts over you. Exactly. I keep, so I keep so the only wishing that, really is not to go. Yeah, but I I keep wishing that. We would just make Ken Levine our spokesperson, just like our collective gaming spokesperson. Anytime anybody wants to bring us shit about games, we just take out Ken Levine because that motherfucker is smart. He's he's funny. Uh, he's completely sociable, and he's way more calm than than mm-hmm. I think most of us would be, and a lot more a lot more um, 
charismatic, I think. I just well, wish that he, he would see, stop making games thing. for a little while. And there are plenty that's of people the- in this industry that are completely qualified to speak and, and could make a really great argument. But if you think of it from a corporate perspective, it's dangerous to have your people in the middle of that fight because it reflects poorly on the company. So it's like, if I mean, if Ken Levine... Up just one day, decided said, you know, I'm not going to sign design games anymore. I'm going to join up with the ESRB. I'm going to be a spokesperson. I'm going to fucking uh, fucking argue against everyone. That'd be great. But until that happens, you know, it's it, it's it's risky for um, individuals and companies alike to engage in that debate um, and and put their names on the line. You know, the thing is, when I talk about an anti Jack Thompson, I do not mean literally him with a beard. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, 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 but I, someone I who engages in the same tactics. No, and, no, 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 no. I mean, someone, um, someone with his uh, sense of charisma, because say what you will about Jack Thompson, he's a charismatic individual. You know, that's the reason why he has people. Is he really? There are people, well, he must be. There are people that hang on his words. He has parents that like But, but him. I've always thought I've always thought that was the case because he's speaking on a controversial issue, uh, controversial issue and saying what a lot of people want to hear. I've never thought of that fuckwit as charismatic. He sounds like he sounds like a wet dog when he speaks. I don't know how that works, but that's exactly what I think. I think of fucking just a just a schnauzer that's just covered in molasses that I just want to kick in the face. <laughs> Fair dude. He's got something about him that makes. It makes people listen, and when I say, you know, when I talk about an anti-Jack Thompson, I mean someone, someone with charisma, someone who's got that ability to hold an audience, someone who people want to see on TV. That's the thing. I mean, with all due respect to Jeff Keighley, they didn't let him talk because they didn't want him on television. It's not they weren't going to do. They were. They weren't going to let anyone talk. I mean, if someone, if they brought someone on to debate against them, they weren't. They. They didn't invite any. They didn't invite Jeff Kiley or anybody on. They wouldn't have done that if their intention was to let them debate and say their piece. That wasn't the point. The point was to have someone there that they could reiterate their points at. That's what Fox News fucking does. That's what they always do. It's like it just just put someone on so we have an excuse to talk about it again. Drive up the numbers. We won't let them speak. We'll just reiterate the points that we made the last time that we talked about this. Except that time there wasn't anybody to talk to. It was just you know. Like I, I really don't think it makes much of a difference who's there. I mean, you, you could get fucking Barack Obama and you know it, 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 equip him with Ken Levine's you know sense about game and game design, and it's still I don't think it would fly. I mean, you still got these motherfuckers who just who just don't bother listening to reason. They don't they don't care. I because don't know. It, I mean, at the end of the day, networks want ratings and they want people that on their t- on their show that people will watch. And I just think if we had if we had someone watchable, then we'd get somewhere. Certainly this is all great. It's all great discussion, and uh, that that wraps up the news portion of our show. We're going to move right into reader questions. Not too many of them because they're uh, you're you're probably listening to this on on Valentine's Day, and if you're <laughs> um, if you're listening to this, then there's probably a very good reason that you're listening to this because you're not having a great deal of sex like you should be. And our first reader question comes from Senryoku, and he asks. What was your most memorable moment when playing a video game with a member of the opposite sex, if you've ever had any? And feel free not to answer <laughs> these, because they are all kind of cheesy, but if you wish. Anyone? Well. Oh, God. I can stop. Um, if, or Somebody if, say something, for the love of God. Tiff, Tiff. Oh, um, okay, well, uh, 
one story that I can tell is, um, so I was in a relationship with uh, a guy for about three and a half years when I was in college. Uh, his name, or I called him Chico because his last name is Chico. Anyways, so Chico and I, uh, we got along really well. We were like really good friends, um, like practically best friends. And uh, basically, um, we had maybe like through our th- like entire relationship, we had maybe two fights. And one of the biggest fights that we had was uh, when we were playing God of War 2 together. And I had just gotten my DS, and I was playing Pokemon on it or something. I, I can't remember. But uh, he, we were trying to go through God of War 2 together on the, the hardest level. What is it called? What is it? Sorry. Anyone? Legend? What, what is, is it, it called? Is it like God or Legend or something? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Yeah, something like that. Um, and uh, it's this part where you have to save this, uh, I guess, this prophet or something. And there's all these guys coming at you, but you have to keep whipping them off. Anyways, we tried doing it. Collect, or he, I was busy playing my DS, and he was trying to do it over and over and over again and kept dying. And he eventually he just like threw the controller down on the couch and was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm giving up. That's it. I'm not playing this anymore. And I calmly suggested, well, you know, why don't you let me try? And then he started yelling at me, ah, you've been playing your Pokemons for, for all this time. And anyways, we had a big fight about it. Um, and it was funny because it was about a video game. And then we made out or something. I don't know. <laughs> to the end. <laughs> Anybody else? <laughs> playing Snake Hater with the girlfriend, right? Um, I was at the bit where you've got to plant the, the explosives in the hangar with the shago hod in it to blow up the shago hod. Um, I tried it several times and was failing utterly because I hadn't played Snake Eater in years. Um, and I just kept failing. I was trying to tranquilize all the guards, but I kept missing or I kept hitting them in the leg and getting discovered, getting very, very frustrated, gave up, thought, fuck this. Um, looked at my girlfriend, said, hmm, fuck this, did that, went back to it, every fucking shot was a headshot. <laughs> so, I, using that theory, I have deduced that sex makes gamers better, which is an <laughs> ultimate irony, because they never fucking get any. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a... A story? Uh, I could probably think of something, but first, before I do, I just want to point out the fact that the phrase is playing snake eater with the girlfriend sounds like a great innuendo, <laughs> especially when it's followed up with plant the explosives in the hangar. Uh, I, like <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> I just just had to point that out. Um, I God, you know, I, I I've I've been living with my girlfriend for uh, for about two years now, and we we've been playing a lot of games together. So there's so many, but I do remember there was okay. This is this is not like in a romantic context, but I just remember this was the earliest that I understood the dynamic of girls and boys playing video games together. It was like I was like four or five, and we were, and I was playing. Um, I lived in this apartment complex in Phoenix, um, and uh, there was this girl that knew my older brother that used to come over. She was like uh, seven or eight. She's come over and play Mario Brothers with us. And uh, and she was I don't know I don't know if she was just borderline retarded or or just had no motor skills whatsoever but she would uh, routinely uh, you know when the game she okay first of all this is she came over to my fucking house my fucking NES and always would never ever ever let me be first player I have no idea why but 
Oh, actually, I, I think I have an idea, but I'll explain that in a minute. Um, so she would start off Super Mario Bros., you know, she and she would just run straight forward and smack into the first Goomba and die and fucking get really pissed <laughs> off and throw the controller and shit. And then I would play for like 10 minutes before I died because I was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, there was a point where she actually, and when she finally, I remember playing for like quite a while, and when I finally died, it was her turn. And uh, and she died again the same way and like and swung the controller by the cord really hard but didn't let go of the cord so it swung around and struck me straight in the motherfucking forehead um, <laughs> and I still have like this very slight dent in my forehead from that uh, so that was that's it's notable in that it it's 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 it kind of has stuck with me every time I play a game with a girlfriend or or just a girl or anybody. It's like, uh, but you know, any member of the opposite sex. That's the first thing that comes in my head. If I'm way too much better at this game than, than this person is, I'm gonna take a fucking controller to the forehead, and there's nothing I can do to stop it. <laughs> and you, and is this the chick you're still with, or is this a different chick? Oh no no, this was oh god, this was way back when. Uh, oh, okay no. okay, that's understandable. That'd be um, a hell of a story if the person that I know dent my forehead with an NES controller when I was like four or five is a girl that I'm actually living with now. No, I, I wish that was the case, but no. That would be impressive. That would be impressive. Um, I've only got. I haven't had too many opportunities to play uh, video games with my girlfriends, but I, I had. I had one a, a, a long time. Well, a long time ago, like four, 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 four or five years, and I was over at her house and she had Tony Hawk Pro Skater and she's like, "You want to play this?" I was like, "Hell yes!" Because she just jumped up, you know, three coolness points, three anti velocities and so we put it in and started playing. And I forgot to 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 realize that she's emo, so she'll take any opportunity she can to to a be miserable and to b document her misery so her friends can sympathize with her. So, oh God! I'm playing Tony Hawk for like you know five minutes and then continually asking, you know, you want to put it in the second control you can play graffiti it's like horse and she's like no no, no, no. and then after i'm playing for a little while i turn and i see that she's taking pictures of herself looking really sad in the foreground with me playing a video game and looking excited in the oh background. my god <laughs> so she can, so she can post them on her myspace and be like look how in, how fucking uh inconsiderate my boyfriend is playing video games when he should be making out with me or something it was like you suggested it what uh, it is entrapment it's uh, it's dark to the in court Tell, tell uh, yeah. me that you tell me that you fucking killed that girl, right? You didn't stay with her very long. Did well, you? she's the one I told you about who um, eventually got addicted to heroin, and and God kicked her ass in her own way. Oh, okay, so, I, so I it all worked out then. Good. <laughs> yeah. I hope you got EA to write the letter about misrepresenting you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she'll be our anti Jack Thompson. Um, all right, next reader question: Lord Sartorius. You, he, he, his original question was, if you could only have one, love or video games is pretty ridiculous. So if you could only have one, sex or video games? Stupidest question that's ever been asked on PodToy, but it is Valentine's Day and it's a time for stupidity. Anybody? Sex. You're fired. Do, do I have to have a reason? I mean, I, do you, If I'm you want fired? to. No, 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 you're not really fired. You're <laughs> making a joke. You're fired for other reasons, obviously. <laughs> Sorry. That is that is a really dumb fucking question. Yeah, we'll move like, on. It is fucking Depressing. dumb. Depressing. Like, what would you rather have? Water or uh, food? Uh, no, that's... No, no, no. I say so. I say so. No, 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 no. Really. No, no. Because, because, you know, in a sense, you know, they're both more or less essential to a healthy lifestyle, especially for people who work as games journalists. Well, like, yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to say? No, I'm never going to touch my girlfriend again so I can keep fucking working and paying my bills? Fuck you, Lord Satorius. That's retarded. Yeah, more <laughs> like Lord Shitorius. 
Yeah. Yeah. You fucking clit hammer. I hope you die in a swamp, you piece of shit. You fucking knob gocky. You stupid cunt pouch. You giraffe prick. Jesus fucking cock. I think, I think, I think Lord Satori should win the $25 for that question. Let it, let it be let it be said that we don't care. Ne- let it never be said that we don't care about our, our listeners. And I'm very interested to see if Lord Zatorius posts another comment next week. We'll see how that works out. <laughs> I hope he does because I've got. I don't, dude, I, no, no, no. See, I don't know if it's more his fault or or if it's your fault, Anthony, for even bringing it up. What the fuck? It's definitely Seriously. my fault. I, 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 yeah. I wanted, I was really honestly hoping that I would get some sort of reaction like that, and I I'm very <laughs> happy that I could bitch. count on you guys for it. I'm so happy <laughs> I could count on on you guys for that. Preying uh, on a reactionary nature, is you rat bastard. Uh, well, uh, yeah, and and it and it worked out for the best. That's probably out of out of you know an hour and a half of legitimate debate. I think Jim's tirade was probably the best part of the entire fucking podcast. So, <laughs> win win. That was um, pretty cool. We've got one quasi legitimate. Well, it's a legitimate question from Necros, but it's completely unrelated to anything else we were talking about earlier. Um, but he says a few days ago we saw some new screens of the original Street Fighter Two characters in Street Fighter 4, and overall, they weren't too bad. Do you think this game has a chance to not look like total shit, or will we forever be doomed to play as Nicaraguan Ryu? Or Ryu? And this sort of ties into that, you know, do you get bothered by the way that Ryu looks in 3D or anything like that? But, I mean, Aaron, you're... I mean, I assume you're, you're pretty well-versed uh, in Street Fighter. What do you think? Uh, I, I don't know. I was, I was opposed to the, uh, the move to 3D from the beginning, because, uh, I mean, on top of the stylistic changes, it... it it also throws <clears throat> a big wrench into the works uh, insofar as, like, hit detection is concerned. It, I mean, I, the thing is, I haven't played Street Fighter... Well, for example, I used to play Street Fighter 3 very, very, very seriously. Um, but uh, I haven't done so in long uh, long enough... It was long enough ago that, like, nowadays it's like, I don't really... It, it's not going to ruin my day if, if the hit detection in Street Fighter 4 sucks. But some of those fucking screenshots, you know... As to how they look is fine, whatever. But, uh, uh, I don't know. We were posting some on... Uh, when, when when we were putting together the screenshots on Shack News, like we were, uh, I was shitting my pants because uh, the screen captures that they took were like big eye fucking, you know, like like Ryu getting punched in the motherfucking nuts, and his eyes were like bugging out of his head. Like like why would they choose to show us like the worst side of it? Like why show me like the the very worst of what 3D Street Fighter can be? I, I you know. <laughs> It, some of it looked okay. I kind of liked how Dalsim looked. I kind of liked how Blanca looked. You know, Zangief. I don't know, but it's. I think it's more representative of the fact that I really don't want sprites to go away, and it's really pissing me off. That in the interest of 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 saving a, a buck or two, you know, we're not going to see any more games with really awesome, really well detailed 2D graphics. I mean, Street Fighter Three had some really fucking incredible animations. So I don't. You know, it doesn't matter how great Ryu looks. I mean, he could look like the most fucking amazing, flawless representation of the character ever, but if it's 3D, it still kind of bugs me, so eh, fuck it. That's pretty much how I feel. I I don't see why Street Fighter 4 needs to be 3D at all. I mean, do we know if the, the, the game mechanic's going to change at all? Like, if there's going to be a sidestep button all of a sudden? No, no, or? no. It's it's still completely 2D. Um, but, well, but, the, the but the thing is, I mean, if you look at any game that has made the leap to 3D but still maintains 2d gameplay sensibilities there's always hit detection issues i mean that's and it it never feels quite as tight as it did on 2d so you know fuck (laughs) this is the downer yeah jim or tiff have anything to add no same (laughs) sorry i feel really sorry for asking that now thank you for making me feel like a dick (laughs) i feel the same way i you know i 
I would much prefer sprites or, you know, 2D, some sort of creative 2D interpretation. They could have revised the the artistic uh, approach to it um, and not done it 3D, but I don't know. They just kind of look like shiny action figures. They're a little too, like, beefy for my own tastes, but that's just me. Also a nice sentence to take out of context. Um, right. I think that's probably going to wrap it up for, for this week's uh, Podtoid, Podtoid 44. I'd like to thank... A, you for listening, and B, the cast, Jim Sterling, Aaron Lindy, and Tiff Chow, who I forgot to introduce at the beginning of the show, I now realize, but who gives a shit? And we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Except for you, Lord Centaurus. <laughs> <laughs>